0: a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind and Soul Healing Conversations.
1: The foundation of true resilience is built upon mastery of four key types of resilience physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. To be truly resilient in all these areas, it is necessary to develop tolerance, endurance, focus, strength, and flexibility. It's impossible to control everything that happens to us in life, but we can control how we face unforeseen challenges. Rebuilding a life of self-awareness and emotional strength is possible with true resilience. In this episode, Valeria Tellis interviews Teresa Bruni, the author of the Resilience Journal, Transcending Turbulent Times Through Journaling. Resilience journaling goes beyond recording your deepest thoughts and feelings. It also documents nine critical areas of daily life that require attention if your goal is to achieve and maintain resilience and good health. Studies show that writing for as little as 15 to 20 minutes a day is enough to lower blood pressure, says Teresa. Teresa's work is dedicated to anyone who is undergoing monumental changes in the way they live life. To those who are saying goodbye to life as they know it, while facing unprecedented changes and a future that is uncertain, Teresa's work has a dual purpose. The first is to assist you in maintaining your health and well-being by charting nine key areas. These are the areas that require your daily attention in order to manage stress and promote good health. The second purpose is to document your experiences. Journaling helps reduce stress and records your experiences for future generations. While no two experiences are alike, all are significant. Teresa Bruni specializes in creating life transformations by incorporating a body-mind-spirit approach. She is on a mission to assist her clients in reaching for higher goals and living fuller, richer, healthier lives by identifying and breaking through the blocks that are holding them back. Teresa is a born teacher and is driven by her purpose to improve the lives of others. Teresa is a Certified Professional Coach, CPC, a Certified Energy Leadership Index Master Practitioner, ELIMP, a Psych-K Preferred Facilitator, a 2013 eWomen's Network Premier Success Coach, author, speaker, and the founder of Less Fear, More Flow, LLC, and the 2020 Resilience Journal Project. According to Teresa, a great day for me is a series of attentive listening experiences in which I uplift others with positivity, enthusiasm, laughter, and joy. Here is the interview with Teresa Bruni.
0: In your own words, who is Teresa Bruni?
2: Teresa Bruni is a very strong individual that has overcome many life challenges and has spent a good portion of her life doubting her abilities. She has found her strength, and now she teaches others how to find that strength as well.
0: Wow, sounds really good to me, and I'll be exploring that with my questions. So before we talk about some of the topics in your book, The Resilience Journal, Transcending Turbulent Times Through Journaling, I have a few warm-up questions, as I mentioned before recording off-record. The first one is, how do you define resilience? What is to be resilient?
2: Well, resilience is the ability to bounce back. Resilience is, Doesn't mean we just put on a happy face and we pretend like everything is okay. Because especially at a time like this, everything is not okay. So in order for us to have resilience, it uh, depends on attitude and the ability to see what's going right as opposed to what's going wrong. And, you know, sometimes we're still going to have bad days. But to be resilient is to just be able to lift yourself back up and face the challenges. What is another word for healing, Teresa? I think it would be actually two
0: words. It would be self-love. I love that. (laughs) I have to use one of the words. (laughs) What is the meaning of freedom to you? freedom
2: means being able to fulfill my soul's desire. So being an entrepreneur and and being able to do this work that I love, to me, that's freedom.
0: Yes, a thousand times I can relate. (laughs) At this time, what do you think is the world's greatest need? And what is your vision for a new reality? I think the world's greatest need is uh, love and understanding
2: and true resilience. We really need to be resilient right now in all kinds of ways. There are different types of resilience that we can talk about as we get into the interview. We just need to love one another and be patient. There is so much anger and stress. In the world right now and you see it all over social media and um, I think the biggest thing the world needs right now and and I believe it's happening and that is integrity there are a lot of forces out there that powerful forces like the media that lack integrity And sometimes some medical communities lack integrity. The pharmaceutical industry has been accused of lacking integrity. And that has led us to a pretty sorrowful place.
0: Wow, I love that too. So true integrity. That relates to honesty, right? Yes. Yeah, being honest. Speaking of love, what is love to you? How do you define love?
2: Love is that feeling that comes from that deep connection that I feel in my heart. Love is, it It embodies an innocence. There's no judgment when you truly love someone. Love is not possessive. Love is free and kind and powerful.
0: Love can heal. I have two more warm up questions what, where, and who is God to you? Oh,
2: wow. (laughs) That's powerful. Okay. So I've given, uh, I've thought about this for many, many years, and I believe that God is in everyone and in everything. And I uh, believe that if you take all the good in the world. You take all the good people and all the the good energy from the animals and the planet itself. And if you could put that all together,
0: that would be God. Do you see a difference between spirituality and religion?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Religion comes with a lot of rules. And religion also comes with boundaries. So we know that, you know, some churches say, uh, you you can't do this, and you have to do that. Uh, So those are boundaries. And I think true spirituality doesn't have boundaries.
0: And my last question, what do you think is the purpose of life, the human experience?
2: Wow, these are really deep questions.
0: <laughs> I believe we
2: come here for the experience to help our souls grow and I think it is a it's a
0: continual process that helps to propel the planet forward. Yeah, yes, yes and yes. So let's talk about your work. What is to be a Life Transformation Master Practitioner and how and why did you become one? Okay, so uh, just
2: giving you a little bit of background, I had a great corporate career and I was pretty successful and I was climbing my way up the ladder when I became chronically ill. And long story short, I ended up on disability for nine full years and I trusted that the medical community could get me well. I sought out some of the best doctors in the country. And seven years into that journey, I realized that something was wrong. I realized that I was not getting well and that the doctors did not have all the answers for me. I decided I did not want to live that way and I was going to find my way back. And I did that. Uh, through a combination of uh, techniques. And that, you know, that includes medical science. Um, We need, when we need an antibiotic or, you know, if you break your leg, you need to go to the hospital and get it set. But I also learned that we have more healing power within us than we recognize. And oftentimes medical science will actually strip us of our... Power to heal, at least Western medicine. So I managed to uh, take the bull by the horns and get well, and I've been recovered for 20 years. So I wanted to give back. You know, I wanted to teach people what I had learned. I wanted to teach people that pretty much anything is curable if you use the right methods and if you dedicate yourself to doing the work. And um, so I got my life coaching certification and I was working with people who have chronic health conditions. And I still work with people who have chronic health conditions. But, you know, five years down the road, I was having clients come back to me and say, you know, I started to apply the techniques that you taught me to improve my health. And I have found that all, all areas of my life have improved. My relationships have improved, my financial uh, situation has improved. And so what I realized, Valerie, is that I was helping clients create a life transformation. So I've broadened, you know I've broadened my scope of business to include a life transformation. whatever that you know, whatever that may mean for a client, I truly believe if they want it, I can help them get there.
0: That sounds wonderful. So it's a holistic approach. Yes. It helps in all areas. What was the inspiration and intention of writing your book, The Resilience Journal, and also the 2020 Resilience Journal Project?
2: Well, when the uh, coronavirus hit here in the United States, we had already seen you know, what it had done in other countries and and especially in Italy, um, how devastating it was in Italy. And I knew right away that uh, people needed to have emotional resilience. And as I mentioned earlier earlier, there are different kinds of resilience. So you could have, you know, you could be financially resilient. So maybe you've lost your job, but you have enough money in the bank that you can get through. So you don't have to worry about that. You might have relationship resilience. So you're in a really good, healthy, strong relationship. So you've got that. What the Resilience Journal is about is really emotional resilience. So, and we, again, we see on social media, the anger and, oh gosh, the fear. I I read people are just so fearful. I hear stories every day. You know, a a good friend of mine has a a grandbaby, brand new grandbaby. He's been able to see her one time since the coronavirus hit because he works at the hospital. So he, you know, he can't go his son's house and potentially contaminate the environment. So there are all kinds of stories like that 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 we're hearing. So the Resilience Journal helps clients to uh, rate nine key areas in their life that are necessary to be resilient. And it also allows them space to write about and journal about their deepest feelings. This is really hard. And, you know, I, pra- I practice what I preach. So I'm keeping my journal and it's helping me to see uh, by the by doing the rating section. It's helping me to see where maybe I need to do better with exercise and diet. Um, and, you know, one day I was journaling. I remember clearly it was a Sunday and. I was feeling especially sad that day there was just an overwhelming uh, feeling of sadness and sitting down to write in my journal helped that emotion to surface and it helped me to recognize that emotion and when we allow it to surface and we recognize it then we can deal with it and then that improves our ability to be resilient so that was the you know that's why I wanted to create it I wanted to help people um, maintain emotional resilience and to leave a legacy uh, about this time because, you know, life is never going to be the same.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's what I heard. What is about writing that is so healing?
2: You know, that's a great question because we do know there is scientific research that proves there is power in the pen. So we know, for example, we know that if you're sitting in a class, uh, handwritten notes are far more effective than notes taken on um, a tablet um, or a computer. So Um, So there's just, um, I'm not sure exactly how to answer your question. I think it is uh, just that we have that pen in our hand. And it's almost like that tip of the pen is connected to our inner emotions. Also, a blank page is a clean slate for us to write anything that we want. It's like talking to yourself. It's like being your own best friend.
0: Yeah, that resonates. It, it makes a lot of sense. It kind of gives us the opportunity to create a new life or to see life differently. I love that. And also, it seems like it creates also this trust, this space um, of trust. So we can say anything and expose the feelings without being judged. It's incredibly healing, isn't it, Theresa? Yes, it can be. So,
2: you know, I was interviewed by another podcast host just last week, and she asked me, what if guilt comes up? So we talked about that. We are so hard on ourselves, and I see that with my client base. We can be so kind and gentle with other people, and then we just are so hard on ourselves. So if you are journaling and a feeling like guilt comes up, it's a great time to recognize it and acknowledge it. Guilt is always about the past and we really can't do a lot about the past. The past is over. And, but what we can do is, is we can change the way we look at the past. If emotions like that come up while you're journaling, that's really a gift because it gives you the ability to, to then recognize them and deal with them.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's almost like active meditation where we, we can see more clearly. Exactly. Yeah, you mentioned earlier self-love and now kind of came to mind again when you said um, I mentioned judgment and we are so hard on ourselves. Um, do you believe in unconditional self-love? absolutely
2: you know we're all we're all doing the best we can on any given day and we all mess up and we all make mistakes you know
0: true
2: <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> i recommend to my clients that they treat themselves as well as they would treat their own best friend you know we cut everybody slack except for ourselves. And again, I said this before, we can be so hard on ourselves. Yeah.
0: And what a great practice, self-love practice, journaling. So let's talk a bit about stress. Are there different kinds of stress? And do you believe in such a thing as healthy stress?
2: Yes and no. I mean, they they say that there is healthy stress. And I have read that without some sort of stress, we wouldn't be able to stand up straight. But I am an energy leadership master practitioner. That's the E-L-I-M-P that you see after my name. And with energy leadership, we talk basically about two types of, of energy, catabolic energy, which is draining Energy, and that's where all your stress lies. So that would be any low lying emotion, anger, self hatred, doubt, fear, anything in that arena would fall into the catabolic range. And then the anabolic range, the higher levels of energy, that's where your love, you know, and understanding and compassion and uh, your ability to look on the, the bright side that's when we can turn on the healing response. And so that's why this whole project is so important. And it's so important for us to have resilience. We want to turn on the healing response. When we're in the low-lying energies and we're under stress, we're actually turning on fight or flight. And when fight or flight is turned on, our body is releasing cortisol and adrenaline. And that is undermining our immune system. That's why we know medical science tells us, you know, that um, um, being under stress for long periods of time causes chronic health conditions. It's the number one reason people go to the doctor. The most doctor visits are stress-related. So if we can find techniques to tone down that stress and turn on our immune system, step into those higher levels of energy. We have a better
0: chance of surviving this this virus. Yes, I agree because it has everything to do with the immune system, right? Exactly. How do we know when we are experiencing chronic stress? What are the signs? You won't feel well. You will
2: be irritable. Uh, you might be lethargic. Your digestive system might be irritated. It can affect even your vision. You know, your vision will blur
0: if you're stressed. It just doesn't feel good at all. Yeah, so it's easy to tell, in other words, is if we are paying attention, right, Teresa? Yeah, if we're paying attention. And as the problem, Valerie, is
2: uh, we have been so conditioned to live with stress and not recognize it. So that's part of the problem. People don't even realize that they have a choice, that there is another world that they can live in where their stress, you're never gonna have no stress. We are always going to have some stress, Uh, but the key is, Uh, living in that anabolic range more often than you live in the catabolic range. Again, going back to the word resilience, this isn't about trying to make everything perfect because it just isn't. Um, Life comes with its challenges. This is about doing the best you can and giving
0: yourself the best opportunity to be strong and resilient, That's a wonderful knowledge, right? Knowing what you said, too, just now about knowing that we have choices, that we can live a different kind of life. That is so important. So I have a lot of questions for you here, but let me skip most of them and talk about your book, the way it is formatted. The first page is about rating self-care ratings. And then the second page, we have the chance to write our thoughts and feelings. And then you have all these areas, which is I love the way you have this here, areas of our lives, health, exercise, nutrition, fun, enjoyment, community Gratitude, spirituality, contribution, rest, and sleep. What I would like you to do, if possible, could you tell me, like, for each area, what would be the balance? Like, for example, health. How do we know when we are healthy? I have to ask you first, what is to be healthy? I
2: think we know, as individuals, how healthy we are. So, for me, personally, I take very I, I don't really take any prescription medications. For the most part, I am healthy. This past spring with the pollen, you know, I wasn't feeling very well the, the pollen was getting to me. so so, on an average day, I would rate myself a nine or a ten because i I'm pretty strong, and my immune system is is strong as well. When the pollen was bothering me, I would probably rate myself, um, you know, a 7 or or an 8. And if I have some chronic health conditions that I'm not monitoring very well, then I would probably give myself a 5 or a 6. And if I had a full-blown illness like a bad cold or a stomach virus, then I would probably rate myself somewhere between a 1 and a 3.
0: So, yeah, that's a good way of flowing with these topics. Like for exercise, what would you say 10 would be? Or maybe let's get more balance here uh, a seven. What would that look like for you? And then a three or two?
2: Yeah, so exercise, that's gonna vary for every person. I see a lot of people in my neighborhood walking, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm working out of my home office these days and I saw one woman walk past my house four times today, this morning, okay? So I think she probably could get 10 for that.
0: Okay, <laughs>
2: true. Um, yeah, so, and of course, no exercise would be a one. And again, it's going to vary based on the individual. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there who have disabilities. Who probably feel like they can't really exercise, but I'll tell you what—you can always get in some exercise of some sort. So, let's say a person is in a wheelchair and they don't have use of their legs, they could get some hand weights and they could do some exercises, you know, with their arms. Um, um, you know, there's also passive exercise, and I know that will be a little bit more challenging for people, uh, but. Um, If you are, you know, let's say someone has a really bad case of fibromyalgia and they're they're just in terrible pain, um, getting a massage is is what I call passive exercise because you're having someone else uh, manipulate your body. So so exercise is all about getting the, the muscles moving and increasing circulation and blood flow to the body. And so if you can't exercise, there's other ways to, to make that happen, like getting a massage or going, you know, going for some physical therapy.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. The suggestion. I'm wondering if breathing can um, be a form of exercise. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the whole key is we
2: want to get as much oxygen into our body as possible So some deep breathing would be excellent. And we want to get that blood flowing. If you think of your blood, and and I will say, you know, I'm not a doctor. I I don't have any medical training uh, except for my own experiences. And, you know, nine years of being chronically ill, I spent a lot of time. But um, your blood is like the oil in your car, you know, and you want to keep that circulating and you want to keep that clean. And and that in turn gets the oxygen all the way through your system. And
0: that helps you to uh, to build a healthy body. Yeah, it's important to move. That's the whole idea. Get the body moving somehow. Uh, Talk to me about nutrition. What would that look like? Seven and a three or maybe a one. Okay,
2: so um a good day of eating would be to make sure that you get your fruits and vegetables in. If you have a sweet tooth and you want to have a couple of cookies at night, that's really not that big of a deal. But if you have cookies for dinner, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about yeah, <laughs> that might be a little bit of a problem there. Uh, so again, you know, uh, we know, we know what good nutrition is, and eating healthy is just going to support your body.
0: And fast food, packaged foods, uh, not such a good idea. I love the way you keep saying, you know, you know, and that's true. You do. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's uh, wisdom to me because now you tapping into, you you mentioned, you said, I think on your website, you say intuitive knowledge or innate wisdom, right? We know, so true. And then fun and enjoyment. What do you do? So for me,
2: first of all, I live by myself. So this quarantining has been difficult, I'll have to tell you. So for me, fun and enjoyment, I connect with friends and family and have conversations uh, like everyone else is doing, you know, via Zoom and Skype. Um, But also what I, I do for myself and I recommend to my clients is comedy. If you can get yourself laughing every single day. So we know laughter is healing. There are books written on it. There's so much that's available to us on YouTube. So my suggestion would be uh, pick your favorite TV show if you watch TV and then go out to YouTube and do a search for the bloopers and outtakes from that uh, TV show. And I'm telling you, you will laugh so hard, you will laugh until it hurts. Now, when we do that, when when we're laughing like that, it's impossible for us to feel anger or hatred or any of those low-lying emotions. So it's like, again, you're raising your energy level. So it's important to try to do that at least once a day. So that's a really easy way to get some fun and enjoyment. Um, I also enjoy working in my yard and, you know, getting my hands in the soil and being close to Mother Nature. um, I like to, you know, photography is my hobby. So I'm always watching the birds. Um, Those are some examples of fun and enjoyment. And again, that's going to vary from person to person.
0: That's true. Do you also include journaling, writing? I would put that under my spirituality. Okay, spirituality. Okay. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> so the next one's community, but that um, I think you already connected that with fun and enjoyment.
2: Yeah, but it's really important. Let me just say, you know, let's touch on community because it's so important right now when when we are not able to touch other people and again science tells us we need that connection we need the touch is so important Um, and we don't have that right now so some of my friends one of my friends is doing she does a friday night happy hour Uh, Over the internet, which uh, for her is alcohol free. You know, so she talks with like 10 girlfriends on Friday night. I have another group of friends that does uh, some angel card readings. Once a week, so these are different forms of community, and, and that is absolutely essential. And I also like to uh, suggest to the listeners: if you know someone who does live alone, please be sure to reach out to those people uh, on a regular basis because they're the ones who might be lacking community.
0: Mm, so true, Teresa. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful point. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Gratitude. This is a wonderful
2: state of mind. Yeah. So gratitude is looking at what's going right. You know, I, am, I consider myself so blessed that I can work from home. Um, I consider myself so blessed to have the technology that allows me to talk with you today. Gratitude is about appreciating all those little things that we usually take for granted.
0: Yeah, I, I know you separated them, but it's it's very spiritual to me that state of mind of gratitude. Uh, so spirituality.
2: So spirituality again. That's going to differ from person to person. That could mean prayer for some people. It could mean meditation. Um, for me, it's it's uh, a feeling of connecting to um, that source that is bigger than I am. And so I can do that by looking up at the stars at night and realizing that we're just a small piece of this amazing universe. Uh, That will send me right into spirituality. Also meditation, journaling, anything that helps me to get in touch with my true self, I think falls under the spirituality column.
0: The true self. Yet yeah, I hear that a lot. Could you explain what it means exactly? Yeah, so deep inside we have this true self and we often
2: deny that true self. We may feel unworthy or we may feel flawed or maybe uh, we have some handicaps. So we consider ourselves not perfect or not good enough. All that is a lie. All of that is a lie. Deep inside, there is your true self, which is that piece of God, and its true love. And then um, we have two more contribution. Yeah, so contribution is giving back. So that's what you and I are doing today. We're giving back to the community. That can you can do that in many ways. I mentioned one earlier, and that's you know finding someone to reach out to who may not have community. I've been um, donating some money to different causes. Anything that takes the focus off of us and puts the focus on uh, another person or organization can be considered a contribution. So one of the supermarkets near my house, I earn rewards as I shop, but I have to physically go to the store to redeem those rewards, which I'm not doing right now. I'm having my groceries delivered. And so they put an option on the website that allowed me to donate those rewards that I have earned to needy families. So that's contribution. You know, try to give every day, uh, even if it's throwing some bird seed out to the (laughs) bird. That's cute. (laughs) If you say to yourself, how can I contribute? to make the world a better place today, suddenly you're not thinking about yourself anymore. So that's why contribution is important.
0: Yeah, I love that, uh, Teresa. Right? The less we think individually and more collectively, more healing and positive change happen. And the last one you have here is sleep, uh, rest and sleep. Yeah, so there's a reason that I put rest and sleep.
2: There are a lot of people who struggle with sleep. You know, I want to let people know that even if you can't get a good night's sleep, you can still rest and, and allow your body to repair. So when we sleep, we give our body the ability to shut down. We release all emotions if we're lucky and we fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we wake up. Relaxed and refreshed and renewed. Now, some people don't have that luxury because they have uh, chronic health conditions or they have struggles sleeping. And so, in that case, you know, rest becomes very important. And so, uh, so you could meditate. That's a form of rest. Um, you could just simply uh, close your eyes and relax. But it's really important to give the body everything it needs in order for you to be resilient.
0: Wow. In in a way, sleep is basic. It's so fundamental, right?
2: Yeah, but some people struggle with it. So I'll just add that for some, journaling before bed is a way to put all those worries in that book and set it aside and have a good night's sleep.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good to me. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people already use the method. They are using it. Um, You acknowledge only two genuine soul emotions, fear and love. So talk to me about that. Why only these two? Anything
2: that is not love is fear-based. So we can talk about someone who let's say, uh, people who are prejudiced against other people. Typically, that's fear-based. There's some sort of fear going on. Anxiety is typically fear-based. I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Um, so, we can just simply break it down. So,
0: if it's not love, it's fear, some sort of fear. I'm wondering if there is a positive purpose uh, to fear. Well,
2: when we go into fight or flight, fight or flight is an innate response that we're born with, and it's there to help keep us safe. So if you are um, out in the world, you know, just doing your thing, running your errands, whatever, and suddenly you get that impulse that you're afraid, you need to listen to that inner voice because something's going on, and and your inner voice is trying to tip you off that hey, you know maybe maybe uh, you need to turn around and look behind you, or maybe you need to close your purse. Um, so fear can be beneficial in that sense. Um, it can also be beneficial if it's if it's perfect example when we stand at the edge of a cliff. You know, (laughs) this feeling of fear comes over us. Um, So that's when fear can be beneficial. But also, it's important to recognize that fear and
0: excitement can sometimes feel like the exact same thing. That is interesting. And it's true. Like excitement can cause anxiety. Because now you're overwhelmed with this positive feeling and anticipation of whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety has to do with fear. So, but then if we are aware, it's also a sign uh, that we need to change something. So, in a way, we can use those signs or manifestations of fear to uncover some truth, right? About ourselves.
2: Absolutely. So, depression is caused by fear. Th- thoughts of the of the past and we talked about guilt earlier so guilt you know guilt can lead to depression so depression is a result of thoughts of the past I wish I had done that differently anxiety is caused by thoughts of the future you know the all those what if what if it doesn't go well or what if I get this virus or what if this happens what if that
0: happens So that's where anxiety comes from. Yeah, the preoccupation with past and future. And then that's why everyone talks about when it comes to healing, being in the present moment. And journaling does that, exactly that. Yeah, grounds us (laughs) to the here and now. Um, Would you like to add anything, Teresa, or read a passage from your website or your book before I ask you my final questions? Uh, Well,
2: I forgot to touch on uh, the 2020 Resilience Journal Project. And you had asked me about that early early on. So the 2020 Resilience Journal Project is a Facebook group for people to come together and share their experiences. My goal for it is to be a very positive place, but also... A place where people can come and say, "Hey, I felt really sad today because it's going to happen." Um, so, if we can come together and recognize that we're not alone, that will also help us to build resilience. Now, there's no need to buy the journal. You can just, you know, you can just uh, go and sign up on the Facebook page group, and and uh, all those details you can find on my website and participate
0: and just come together. So my final questions, how do you define success? What is to be successful? For me, success is
2: going to bed at night happy. It doesn't have to do, it can't be measured with money or property. It has to do with self-love, healthy relationships, a healthy body. There's a saying That about you don't appreciate your health until it's gone. And I never understood that until I lost my health. And so I know now that if I have my health, I am a a successful person because that's the foundation of
0: everything. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself as of today?
2: The hardest lesson to learn for me was to accept myself and my flaws with unconditional love and to change
0: what I was able to change and to accept the rest. And that's the lesson that I think all of us (laughs) um, needed to learn or are still learning, for sure. If you knew you would die soon, would you change anything about your life or do anything differently? You know, I don't think I would, Valerie. I really don't. Yeah. I like that. I love that answer every time I hear. Yeah, I don't think i
2: change anything. I I do the best that I can every day and I try to put out as much good energy into the world. Uh, My work is very rewarding. It's difficult for me to even call it work because it doesn't feel like work. So, yeah, I don't think I would do anything differently.
0: I love that answer. That's how we know when we are living. We are living the life we are satisfied with. And my last question, second to last, um, what are three things about life you know for sure?
2: Well, three things I know about life for sure is we have, number one is we only have a limited amount of time to live. Okay, we all know that. We are all going to die and i'm off, i'm often confused by how our society chooses to view that other other societies actually celebrate death but in our culture here in america we tend to wear our grief as a badge of honor and that is a very catabolic energy, and so it concerns me when I see uh, someone who is grieving for an, an extended period of time. It's not healthy. Um, so you know, we know that we're here for a limited amount of time. Uh, we we really need to come to grips with the whole death thing. And life is what you make it. And in this world. Whatever energy we put out tends to mirror right back at us. If you look at your world and it's not how you want it to be, then it's a great time to go look in the mirror.
0: And change ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah, take that, take that deep look inside. So true. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your presence, Teresa. Oh,
2: you're very welcome.
0: It's my My final, final question. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Well, you can just go to my website, which is my name,
2: teresabruni.com, and uh, it's T-E-R-E-S-A-B-R-U-N-I.com. If you're interested in the journal or the 2020 Resilience Journal project, it's teresabruni.com slash journal And I invite people to uh, look through my website. There are a lot of resources on there. There are books that I recommend. Um, There are some free meditations. So, you know, go there, spend some time and uh, get re-energized and let me turn your belief system on and Convince you that you have the power
0: to live any kind of life you want to live. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much again and we'll talk. Soon. Okay, very good. Thank you. Bye for now, Teresa. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Teresa Bruni, please visit her website, teresabruni.com.